This is Reflections on Investing with the Cornell Capital. Episode 16, Investment Performance Track Records, Part 1. Good afternoon, and welcome to another session of Reflections on Investing with the Cornell Capital Group. Today, I want to talk about really is one of the most important things for investors, which is investment manager track records. Now, it sounds like a track record would be a key way to choose an investment manager. I mean, by analogy, suppose during Tiger Woods Prime, you were asked to pick the golfer most likely to win the U.S. Open. Well, you'd be wise to pick Tiger Woods. In fact, that would have been the right choice. There's nothing unique about golf either. In tennis, during the last decade, virtually every major championship was won by a small handful of men. So is it the same with investing? Well, a lot of investors seem to think so. If you pick a manager who's done real well, and Kathy Wood, the manager of the ARC funds that invest in high-tech and disruptive companies, comes to mind as a prime example. Following the COVID crash as the market rose, her funds dramatically outperformed the overall market and monies poured into her funds. But is this right? Does it make sense for investors to to try to find managers with good track records and put their money there? And the surprising answer is no. Now, before trying to explain how that could possibly make sense, let me describe a study that I did with two colleagues, David Nanigan and Jason Sue. And here's what we did. Institutional investors tend to evaluate their managers on a three-year cycle. If your track record is at the bottom of the barrel over that three-year cycle, you get fired. And you're replaced by another manager that it, whose track record is at the top of the barrel. And that goes on and on. So here's what we did. We took all the mutual funds in the Morningstar database, and we, were, we pretended we were like a institutional investor. We hired a group of managers, and then we fired the ones that were at the bottom of the barrel and replaced them with ones at the top of the barrel. And then we tracked how the the good managers, the supposed good managers that, that we'd hired, did relative to the bad managers that we fired going forward in future years. And guess what? The ones that we fired actually outperformed the ones that we'd hired. The difference wasn't huge. You wouldn't expect it to be huge in a relatively efficient market, but it was statistically significant and it was meaningful. So how could this be? This is like saying the golfer that finished last in the last tournament is the one you want to pick for the next one. Why would investing be any different than golf or tennis? And the reason is pricing. So let me explain. Let's stick with Kathy Wood and her ARC funds as an example. When I said she greatly outperformed the market, what does that mean? It means that the stocks that she bought, the high-tech companies, the disruptive companies, became a lot more expensive during the period. Their prices went up. That's what becoming more expensive means. And so... Because their prices went up, she outperformed. 
But if she continues to buy those same companies at high prices, she has a problem. She's now paying more. On the other side of the barrel, the managers that underperformed, their stocks did poorly or went down. That's why they underperformed. But their stocks are now cheaper. So assuming that the manager continues to buy the same types of companies, Kathy Wood's case, high-tech disruptive, maybe in the case of the manager who underperformed traditional energy companies. The change in price is the key because expensive stocks tend to underperform cheap stocks. Again, it's not big, but it's consistent over long periods. So if you're chasing performance by, by, by investing with managers who have outperformed in the past, you are effectively buying more expensive stocks. And unfortunately, that strategy doesn't work. What does work? Well, that's a hard question, of course. And it's one I'll address in the next Reflections on Investing. For more information, please visit www.cornell-capital.com. This podcast is being made available for educational purposes only and should not be used for any other purpose. The information contained herein does not constitute and should not be construed as an offering of advisory services or an offer to sell or solicitation to buy any securities or related financial instruments in any jurisdiction.